FBI Radio. You're on FBI 94.5 FM. And we're about to get into Down to Earth with Kurt Iverson. Today uh, we are joined in the studio with Leo Patterson-Ross from the Tenants' Union. And yesterday was the cut-off date to sign up to register yourself to be a part of something big. Uh, two million Australians are going to pack Sydney Town Hall on March 14th. It would be awesome if it yeah. were two million. It's only 2,000. Yeah. Two oh, million would be funky as hell, but anyway. Two million, I'm like, I didn't think <laughs> they could fit in there, but no. dream big. Yeah, dream big. <laughs> we're representing two million renters in New South Wales. Okay, that's what's going on. Um, so that is happening on March 14th. And it's about demanding action on housing, fairer housing in Sydney. And we're here to talk about it right now. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah. yeah. And look, that, I mean, housing is something that um, we've talked about on Down to Earth a bit before, Eddie. It's such a big part of our kind of urban environment and such a, you know, fundamental thing to people's everyday capacities and abilities to actually survive in this town and thrive in it. Um, and this assembly next week, it's a big deal. Sydney Alliance is uh, involved in putting it on with the Everybody's Home campaign and with Vinnie's 2,000 people, like you say, are going to be packed into the town hall trying to put some pressure on the various people that are running to run our state because we know the state government election is happening soon. Um, so we're lucky that uh, Leo could come in and join us from the Tenants' Union here, who are part of the Sydney Alliance that are sort of pushing for these uh, housing reforms that are... Uh, going to be on the stage, going to be on the platform next week. So, welcome along, man. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Eddie. So, maybe the first thing we could do, actually, before we get into it, is get you to tell us a bit about the Tenants' Union and yeah, what absolutely. you guys do. Absolutely. So, yeah, the Tenants' Union has been around uh, in, in various forms since 1976. Uh, we started, really, as, as part of the response you know, following out of the green ban movement. On one side, I suppose you can think of there's the unions, and on the other side, there were these community groups that were getting really concerned about the housing situation for people. They came together and formed uh, organisations like Shelter, and, and the Tenants Union uh, followed suit. Over the 40 years, we've, you know, changed and, and, and grown up. We're middle-aged now, so <laughs> we are really one of the, the kind of main uh, advocacy groups uh, pointing to government what they need to be doing to fix renting. We're often in the room uh, on legal consultations, and that's a lot of my work. But we also are the resourcing service for a statewide network of tenants' advice services. So there's 20 organisations across the whole state um, who are there to give free advice to any tenant who needs it um, and assist in the tribunal um, with documents and, and all that kind of thing. So, you know, we... Uh, stretch across a lot of renters we talk to uh, either directly or indirectly up to about 30,000 people a year about their tenancy problems and so we really hear about almost everything that happens. Oh. And so what is the situation with renting in Sydney anyway? Like how many people living in Sydney renting? Uh, what kind of people are renting? You want to break that down for us? Yeah. So look, uh, there's there's over two million households. Oh, there's over two million people in New South Wales who are renting. Mm. Most of them are in Sydney, so about eighty percent uh, of of bonds lodged with the rental bond board are in the sort of Sydney basin. Mm -hmm. um, so we really do, uh, you know, have a a big focus on Sydney. I mean, it's important not to forget the regions, yeah. uh, but the. 
And it is really everybody now. You know, 40% of households uh, who rent are families or have kids in that in the household. Um, 25% are over 40. So, it's you know, it's not just a, a young people's thing. The other thing we've got to think about is, you know, there's a lot of different types of renting. Um, 80% odd are sort of your standard uh, renters, you know, most of them with a real estate agent, um, but with a, you know, regular residential tenancy agreement. But there's a whole bunch of people in share housing who don't have formal agreements uh, and, the, and the tenancy law writes them out. There's people living in different kinds of, you know, more commercial tenancies uh, like boarding houses, like student accommodation, things like Urban Nest and, and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, we need a renting system that works for everybody. Um, sometimes it's it's easy to focus on sort of the majority, but actually a, a lot of the big problems, particularly for for um, students, both international and people coming in from the country who don't have family in in the Sydney area, um, they can get really they, they can get into lots of trouble um, because they're getting ripped off, and there's not necessarily a really good protection scheme uh, f- to help them. Yeah. And so there's a whole bunch of things that are going to be discussed at this assembly next week, but obviously one of them is, you know, really coming um, from your organisation um, and from other people focused on renting, which is about um, no-fault evictions. Mm. So yeah. tell us what the what that issue is and what the demand is um, that you're trying to put on the politicians next week about that. Yeah, so it's, yeah, no-ground evictions is, is the most common term, but, you know, people call it, people from Victoria usually call it no-reason eviction, uh, no-cause eviction. Basically, what it's getting at is that, at the moment, landlords can ask you to leave your home without ever having to give you a reason, either at the end of a contract or once you're outside of a contract. And 60% of New South Wales tenants are outside of a, a particular mm-hmm. contract. So uh, it's a 90-day notice if you're outside the contract, which can feel like a fairly long time, but it's not if there's not houses for you to, to yeah. move into. Um, and the, the the real problem is that it has this real chilling effect on people who uh, might know their rights, but also know that they can be kicked out if they try and enforce them. And so even if you never receive a no-grounds eviction, we know in our research, and we're actually about to release some new research next week, uh, that shows that people are holding back from calling the landlord, from saying, hey, why did you turn up at my house at 2am yeah, on Saturday yeah. night? You know, because oh, they're scared of the consequences. Why are you fixing thing that I asked you to fix three months ago? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, more than half of New South Wales uh, tenants have some kind of maintenance problem in their home uh, that's just not being fixed. And, and we say uh, that the biggest reason for that is these no-grounds evictions. Yeah. You're listening to FBI 94.5. This is Down to Earth. And we're talking about the housing assembly that is happening on the 14th of March. You've just heard some points about no grounds evictions and just quickly touched on some maintenance issues there. I reckon we go to a song and hear about some more of the arse. All right, this is Soak with Valentine Schmalentine. FBI Radio. You're on mornings right here on FBI 94.5. We're in the middle of Down to Earth. Kurt Iverson and Leo Patterson-Ross from the Tenants' Union joining me in the studio right now. And we're talking about the March Assembly. It's happening on the 14th. And we've touched on a few of the points that are happening there. No, uh, no grounds evictions, a little bit about maintenance. What are some more of the issues that are being asked at this Assembly, Leo? So... 
in the housing side of things, we really need governments to start uh, acknowledging that we have a housing problem. That the moment they've been really uh, unwilling to do that. So. We're pushing them to, to come up with a, a, a process for a national housing strategy and a state housing strategy, which will include uh, things like a, a, an increased supply of social housing and affordable housing. Uh, we're looking at numbers, you know, uh, to, to at least in, in the short term, at least get us back up to 6% social housing. We're dropping every year. Uh, we're losing about 2,500 or the equivalent of 2,500 social housing dwellings every year. Get us up to six percent to stop that um, that that decrease, and then go onto the housing strategy to really push that number up. We, we need to be at more like ten or twelve percent, huge huge increase than where we are now. Um, and one of the ways that we can sort of look at at uh, making housing affordable, at least for some people, is through this the affordable housing program. Uh, one of the mechanisms of that, which can work well in, in, in cities is inclusionary zoning where every big development that happens has to include uh, some affordable housing and so that really puts you know quite a lot of pressure back on the developers uh, to not just run off with all the value uh, that the community is providing to them with roads and plumbing and all that kind of stuff uh, and actually give at least a little bit back um, and also looking at the homelessness services funding uh, and and bringing all those things together to look at actually uh, really getting a proper grip on the on the housing stress and homelessness that people are experiencing in Sydney that's that's really gone unaddressed for way too long. The other thing we need, of course, is, you know, good homes, comfortable homes that, that people can actually live in. Um, mm. And so a, another big part of what we're looking at is the um, energy efficiency side and energy generation. So looking at energy efficiency standards in rental homes. Um, we've got the mechanism to do that through legislation now, which is one of the, the good things that, you know, to their credit, the coalition government did was bring in this uh, list of, of um, minimum standards, but we need them to go further. It's a, it's a pretty minimal list at the moment. Uh, and uh, retrofitting social housing, uh, putting solar panels on those roofs, um, giving the people who really need the biggest break uh, on their living costs uh, that the ability to do that. And given that, you know, the state government or big community housing providers own whole buildings, there's no good reason why we can't get a whole bunch of solar panels on those roofs. Uh, and then also looking at actually solar generation, you know, testing solar farms um, where, you know, a, a a business roof or some open space uh, that's not being used for any you know, thing like a nice park um, <laughs> can can have a few uh, a few hundred megawatts of solar panels power you know say a thousand homes um, and we can kind of test that pilot to, because we've got this problem with solar on our roofs um, where that's mostly only available to homeowners and it's not available at all to people who might live next to a big apartment block or live in a shady valley or something like that so we really got to kind of democratise that side of things. We actually mm. spoke about solar power last week for renters here right. oh. on Nitty Gritty. <laughs> and also the state government had actually made promises to put solar panels on some public housing. However, that was a promise made a few months ago and there is also an election coming up. So that is probably yeah. why the promise was made. But they have done that just on a yeah and so that's what i mean just to we've gone through the renting stuff we've gone through the affordable and social housing bits of this assembly and the energy bits of it mm. tell us a bit about what's actually happening on the night like mm. this is a i guess a, a, a realization by lots of people in mm. 
civil society in Sydney that you can keep putting out reports and doing all that important stuff that we all do, but that sometimes we have to get together and try and put some political pressure on. So how's it all going to work? What That's happens? It. So yeah, so there's, there's going to be 2,000, um, probably more than 2,000 people in that Sydney Town Hall and coming from all different community groups, from faith groups, from unions, from uh, you know different civil society organisations and really trying to get those politicians on stage and hold them to account to make some commitments uh, that we can then hold them to. So uh, not just, you know, grand statements and not just, um, you know, saying the right thing, but actually saying, yes, we will build this number of housing. And then we can take them take them up on that promise into the new parliament. Uh, so we've got representatives from government, from Labor, from the Greens and, and other cross benches. Uh, and, you know, the power of this assembly is that broad cross-section of community. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just one group. It's not just one political, uh, you know, framework. We, we've got people, you know, in the, in the Christian community um, who might never have voted, uh, you know, uh, in a progressive, um, for a progressive party, but really care very deeply about the lives of people in Sydney and want to see them improve. So, you know, the this is the power of uh, bringing broad, broad groups together and showing that there is a common uh, good that we can all work towards. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I've been to one of these before, Eddie, and it, like, actually just even the moments at the beginning when everybody from the different organisations is standing up and you've literally got people from Church X and then mm. next it's the construction workers or whoever, mm. you know, it's a kind of, yeah, it's an incredible thing to be in a room with that many different mm. people all pushing for the same thing. Mm. be awesome. Yeah. Sounds really good. And we'll put up the details to it and we'll follow up on it as well and see if any of these demands <laughs> yeah see um, what kind of commitments we can all get from being in there on the night yeah. which sorry yeah with that which politicians are going to be there uh, so we've got confirmation from Don Harmon uh, for the for the for the Liberals and Adam Searle from Labor Jenny Leong from the Greens uh, Paul Green from the Christian Democrats and Alex Greenwich uh, the local member for Sydney uh, and uh, we've also got um, uh, Doug Cameron from the Federal Labor Party and Maureen Faruqi from the National Greens. Uh, and we are still working very hard to get uh, uh, more in the room. Uh, I think, you know, the more uh, people are, uh, are signed up and the, the, the broader uh, we can show that base, the more likely some of these other parties are, are likely to join in. Cool. Well, thanks heaps for coming in, Leo. Mm, no problem. Uh, thanks, Leo. It's going to be a big week next week, right? We've got the Assembly on the 14th and then the school students are out striking for climate again on the 15th. Tell us a bit about this, Kurt. Well, this is the second one now that uh, the school students have organised. So this is this whole thing that's like going global now, right? I've uh, kicked off with Greta Thunberg in Sweden and now... We've already had one of these in back in November in Australia, and um, there's another one coming up uh, Friday week. So they're all meeting at uh, Town Hall at 12 o'clock. And a uh, little bit of a difference with this one is that they've actually put out a call for unions and other civil society groups to join them on the day. So I'm proud to say it's going to be a big contingent of us coming down to support those students from Sydney Uni as well uh, on the day. And I'm sure there'll be people coming from all over the place to join them. So Excellent. Town Hall. Town Hall Friday. Friday the 15th. Good stuff. Thank you both so much for coming in. Easy. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.